1: Okay, Kev. Here we are for another show, and we got an interesting replay coming up with Charlotte doing her kitchen. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We finally uh, we got done. Very ti- uh, timely was the big thing. Get it done quickly, and then we're going to jump to a horror story that has been. I've been building this up for about a month, gaining a lot of information so our listeners can understand what they got to do when they're going on social media to find somebody. And then now uh, I know we got a great college coming up.
1: We've got Steve Wiley coming on, talk about all the things that can be wrong with your water and what you have to watch out for if somebody wants to buy your house and they're testing your order because it can be a setup for work they want to get work oh yeah you're going to be talking about that
0: it starts with a lot of things so let's jump in the replay because we just got done a kitchen from start to finish and we have charlotte on the phone to talk about her kitchen that we did and i tell you before we get started for our listeners uh, that know us and our new listeners when we get done a kitchen we're done very quickly and the coolest thing I, I've, I've heard in quite some time, I th- Charlie, I think it was your father-in-law that stopped over about two and a half weeks into the job. Because i have been him before, he was picking the kids up and then he came in about two and a half weeks later and I just yeah. saw him looking around. And he looked <laughs> at me and said, you're done? I'm like, well, yeah, of course we are. So, but we're gonna talk about those phases and how we got done so quickly and how we stayed on time. So, first question I have for you is this. Why did you decide to do the kitchen over?
2: I always felt like my kitchen was kind of closed off as much as my home had somewhat of an open floor plan. The kitchen had four walls with three entrances, but four walls. I really wanted to be able to entertain and just use the space easier. It also was a little cramped with the style. We had an island in the middle, but if you were standing at the sink and somebody wanted to walk by, you kind of had to move out of the way because it was just one big circle around the island. I also didn't really love the look of the kitchen initially from the previous owner. So all of that combined really kind of drove us to wanting to do our own. It was a dated
0: kitchen. Yeah, your last kitchen was dated.
2: Yeah, it was probably 20 years ago at least that the previous owner did it. So definitely dated.
0: Yeah, I I know there was a few things that we ran into, small little things that we always find when uh, homeowners get to see us rip out because now with, uh, with COVID, a lot of people are working at home now that it's over. You got to see some at firsthand where we get to rip out. But one of the things we we did was we took the wall out between the dining room and the kitchen and put a beam in. So it just opened everything up about. And that's why what we get on the show to talk about, that big open feeling uh, when we get done. Do you feel that by doing that, it was the best move you made to open everything up?
2: Oh, 100%. But it brought so much light to the area. It just made it feel like that was our goal to like make it feel more welcoming when you walk into the house that this is the whole space, a whole living space. And, you know, the dining room is not, we're not like formal people. So now it's just kind of part of the space and it just makes it just more usable. We have a huge island now that could have never imagined it being in the space before if the wall were there so th- the ability to open the wall and put the beam in just made a huge difference
1: that beam you put in kevin is that the, the laminated beam yeah, the, laminated yeah beam. The, the one that you put mm-hmm. in your ingles yeah you see
0: it. my back's been all curved because i had to lift that thing up on the one end. i was the one that got stuck <laughs> on the far end so Dave's said like, you got to get that in. i said by myself he said you got to do it so my son was helping him on the one side and i had to pick the beam because the beam was 450 pounds Oh, wow, you don't want to drop that. <laughs> oh, drop it, but my back's feeling it. But it, it it's worth it. The reason why I always tell people to do it, because having a small space in a tight space, if you do entertain, everybody's in that kitchen. So now she has the availability. But that
1: would be stronger than just putting a, one piece of lumber, a non-laminated piece of
0: lumber in there, right? This is much stronger. Okay. Yeah, it's right. much stronger. Okay. And the ends that we put on there, we used some heavy duty two by fours. We went into there and structured it because we always get permits for the job. Every job that we do, we have to get permits for because I want the inspector to come out and see what we're doing. And people say, well, listen, you get a permit, it's going to take so much longer. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I've been doing it for 32 years this way. It's very easy to do it. Just know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, the township doesn't give you a problem. So we got the inspections, got everything done on time. And Charlie, when I gave you the, the schedule from the beginning, and I know we've done a lot of your neighbors. Did you feel uh, that we weren't going to hold to that schedule? Cuz it was pretty tight that schedule.
2: I mean, I was impressed by the schedule if I could say it like that to see like everything happen one two three after another. And yeah, when you said, oh, we'll be out of here in four weeks or so, I was very hopeful when I would tell other people who've had their kitchen done, they looked at me like I was crazy, (laughs) but I, uh, yeah, I mean the schedule you held to it and that was, it was pretty awesome because we definitely saw the turnaround and once you hit a certain point, it was, it's like everything happened so fast. So. It was, yeah, it's
0: awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah, it was. It, it goes simple when you're doing the work yourself. Now that's why I try to tell our listeners: a lot of companies don't do what we do, where the owners are physically doing the work. So if they're subbing everything out, they're waiting for subs, and by doing that, it's going to delay the job. And here's the big thing: I always tell people, why take so long? Is because they get your money up front. Everybody's taking that twenty-five percent when they start the signing contract, fifty percent when they start. And they have 75% of your money. So now they can just roll from job to job, waiting for the subs to get in, while the homeowners it, taking it a back door because they're, they have no kitchen. But they well, got your money. Today,
1: working with subs is a double whammy because now you have the product availability, the uh, slowdown product availability. And if you're dealing with subs, who got some guy says, well, I couldn't do it today because I had to take my grandchildren to whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got... Everything gets backed up right one down the line.
0: That's why I like doing the work myself. Now I do have the electrician and the plumber that are there. Now, the electrician is Dave's brother, who I went to school with. Uh, the plumber, I met him about 24 years ago at church. And uh, ever since then, we, we've been doing work together. He's the owner, and he does the work also. Mm-hmm. So by having a lot of the subs that always come in, it delays it. Uh, the painting, the cabin install, the ripouts. Charlotte, was that us? Did we do all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So th- that's where I can condense my time. And we've worked it, and then we had the, the flooring done by our, our old sponsor on the radio, and they came in and did the flooring throughout uh, the entire house in a day. So everything was working great. And I actually stopped over there this morning because they had the countertops installed. We had everything done. The plumber went in the next day. The appliances got in, except the refrigerator. And then uh, the backsplash is getting done as we speak. Did you take yeah. a peek at it?
2: It looks awesome. Yes. And they are moving fast as well. They definitely know what they're doing. What is it? <laughs> I wanted, was like a picket style. And this was like a little bit of a, um alternative to that. So it's kind of like a diamond shape, but it has a flat top and bottom. So almost picket, almost diamond, like a cream color. Everything's very bright and basic, but... It's kind of what I wanted. So I and this I think with the shape it'll really stand out. So
0: I'm excited. Sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds nice. So when I talked to your husband this morning and I he was so happy about the countertops and everything was done on schedule, he said he couldn't be more happy. I said, The biggest change you're gonna see is today. He's yeah. mean? I said that backsplash is gonna pop and pull everything together like you wouldn't believe. And I know he he left already, but I don't know if he's still there. But I, I said just do you see it when you get back because it, it's going to be that much of a difference. That's why you tell people, listen, you don't need to spend the big dollars on on the flooring or if you want to get all custom made cabinets and spend triple the money, you don't need to do that. You can keep it at a very good budget cost, but spend a little bit more money on the, the backsplash, which is only a couple hundred dollars and it makes a world of difference. Plus the lighting. I remember in the beginning, when we got all the lighting done. Some of the yeah. lighting with the floor was absorbing, some of it, it where the countertops weren't in, it was absorbing. Do you see a big change now that all the product is in the lighting's making a big difference?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. And the, the the led lights, like it's just a huge difference. And the, everything is just so much brighter. I mean, the lighting before we had was so outdated and it was almost like a pink color coming out of them. And yeah, the lights now are just awesome. And the fact that the wall is down, I feel like we had a window in our dining room that never really brought in light to anywhere. So now it's, all through the whole kitchen
0: too so it awesome. leds yeah everything's LED leds I yeah
1: have, i have my whole house is leds i am it i love it. a lot yeah. of people don't like the brightness of the light but i think it works
0: perfect well i'm glad we got done on time i'm glad everything's uh, working out and you're happy with everything oh yeah
2: Well, oh, you're so happy definitely
0: perfect that's what we like to hear so for our listeners if you have any questions you want to give us a email here at uh, kevin at your valuable home.net we've got any questions i'll be glad to answer them for you so charlotte thanks again for doing this and we'll talk soon
1: all right, Kev, we got a horror story coming up, and what do we got this week?
0: Yeah, for the last month, I've been just trying to build up and get information from social media on how these contractors are advertising. Mostly roofers have been doing it, but I just wanted to make sure that I was in the, the right ballpark. And what it was, was over the past month, I am I see ads that are put out. And a lot of people know that it's me because I have a lot of my friends saying, I see you're, you're asking questions, and I'm not here to badmouth anybody. All we're trying to do is get to the root of, how people are trying to sell you and get your money. But lying is a problem that I do have. And you're not allowed to do that. Especially in the state of Pennsylvania, you can't lie and deceit to try to get a job. So what I what I started doing was asking, uh, anytime I see the social media, people do ask me, and I look, if you want to use that contractor, let me just ask a couple questions. Try to watch the feeds that are on the social media so you can see and if he's telling the truth or not. And I'm always putting on there, hey, great, deal. I'm looking for an estimate. Uh, how long have you been in business? Everybody's 20 years. It's it, it's a standard. You have to write 20 years for some reason, but everybody's 20. So I, I write back to them and say, listen, here's your Pennsylvania license number. You just got it six months ago. Can you explain the other 19 and a half years you've been in business in Pennsylvania and doing work? Well, it's real quiet at that point. That ad's pulled off. But don't you find that a problem that people are doing Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the, the, the social media frenzy that everybody wants to get on board because they want to advertise. I don't know if any of these companies never heard of them because they're newer companies. And I get it. Look, you're, you're trying to start and trying to make a business, but lying is a problem that I do have because if you do that, you're deceitfully doing wrong for the customer because they're thinking you're getting an experienced contractor and you just started six months ago. That's the problem we have. And it's been getting worse because I had one where I wrote to him and I said, Hey, listen, I'd like to talk to you about getting an estimate for a roof. And then we started going back and forth and he's liking everything. And then I said, Well, listen, how long have you been in business? And he said, 14 years. I said, that's great, but this is your HICPA license number. And with this number, it says you've been in business for only a year and a half. Can you explain? He writes back. He called me like an agent or a detective. And he's saying, uh, hey, by the way, uh, you know, are you one of these persons or, or, or you want to get an estimate from me? Well, I wrote back to him. I said, I just want to know that you're telling the truth because I want to know who I'm going to hire. If you're lying to me now, how do I know you're not going to be lying and doing the right job when you start the job? I mean, I'm, these are the things rolling through my mind that homeowners got to be seeing this because if they don't see it, I'm, you're getting a, a new contractor. Or was he asking for all, all the money up front? I was about to write that to him. Say, well, do, do you want my money now? I'll, I'll just pay you up front. We don't even need a contract. Just come on over since you lied to me once. How do, how do I, You're not going to lie again. But these are the the things that I see through social media is that because nobody knows what that person's about. Now, if I do advertise on something like that, I'd be glad to tell you uh hey listen here's how long i've been in business i can give you jobs that i did you can go to the township to talk to a township because townships can't refer you now i'll give you an example of a story that we recently did it was about a year ago not even a year ago but I, I went up to a house and i was saying to them yeah we've been in business for it's been over 30 years and the husband didn't know who i was i said well listen um, i can explain how i've been in business for 30 years i pointed down the road and i said see that house down at the corner and they're like yeah but they're new homeowners we can't find out and i said I, I get it but you see that addition that's put on the back of the house. She said, yeah. I said, go to the township building. Have them pull the application of that permit up. And it's going to say my name on it that was applied for in 1991. And I'm here now, 30 years later, talking about your job. So that's a good way to find out. So ask questions. Hey, listen, if you've been in business that long, can you show me jobs that I can maybe go to the township? Ask them if you pulled a permit because you should be pulling permits for the jobs. So I can just verify well, go that's look you. at the job. Go look at the job too. Yeah, yeah but how, how do you, what
1: does it look like today?
0: You know, wait. <laughs> think about this. I did that job 25 years ago. My, how do you know they did it 25 years ago?
1: You know, you just put your finger on something that I I really believe is happening out there. I think a lot of people today, all across the country, are making decisions on the basis of the misinformation that they hear on social media.
0: I couldn't agree more with and ba- you.
1: And just bad information that they hear on social media, which is not a great way to make a decision. No. Whatever no. that decision is about, you know? So you're better off to just, you know, take the time, step back, take a breath and check things out. Okay. If some guy sounds too good in social media, chances are he isn't that good.
0: There was one instance where I wrote to somebody and I said, Hey, look, uh, I would like to take a look at your work. And he starts giving me the addresses uh, on my messenger of jobs he's completed. So we had a great banter and we're going back and forth. And I'm like, great, I'm really looking forward to using you. But I really want to see a job with your guys in progress when they're ripping off the roof. I don't mind standing there. I do not need to enter the property, but I just want to look at it. I want to see your guys working. It got to be crickets. I never heard from him again. So I write back to him every couple of days. I still like the look of your work. I've got a, a big project I'd like you to do and to bid on, and I'd be glad to use you, but I just want to see your guys doing the work. Every time I ask that, boy, it goes crickets. Nobody wants to have me on the job. Let's talk
1: for, for a couple of minutes here about why this kind of thing happens. Why do guys get by, or, or women for that matter, get by saying they've got 30, 30 years of experience, but they really don't, okay? And I think the reason is trades like plumbers and electricians, you have to be, you have to have a certain amount of training and certification. I mean, yes, to be a contractor, you got to go get a, 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 um, a license. A right? breath
0: test. Uh, if you're right? breathing, that's you it. can be a contractor.
1: And nobody's testing anything. They don't even know if you can put a nail into a board, right? Nope. Nope. So that's why it's happening.
0: Well, there, there's a no control. On it. There was another one where a guy said, listen, uh, I said, how long have you been in business? He, he One guy said 10 years. I said, that's great. But you just got your license just a little while ago. Well, he wrote, while well, I was another company prior to this. Oh, Can a- you explain? So then I went back. You can go to HICPA because when I applied for my license, it says on there, did you file for bankruptcy? Did you get sued? Is there a lawsuit pending against you? That information has to be known. Well, there was nothing on his site that it was ever sued. So <laughs> did you just lie to the state? that you had another company, and now you under another name? So how's this work out? But I, what my thing is, where's the policing at? I mean, I don't have time to do it all day. I do it for my customers or somebody that listens to the show that say, hey, listen, I'd like to use somebody because it's out of our area. I said, no problem. I'll be glad to help you out. I, it's all we're doing is catching people in lies, and that's, boy, they do get angry with me. But They get leaving some nasty messages on my messenger. Oh, I'm sure they do, oh, yeah. And, I look, I get it, but... I'm asking questions for a homeowner because my job here is to protect every homeowner in America, not to get contractors job is to protect people. And also me being in the field, they're doing the jobs wrong, which makes, gives those contractors a bad name with me being one of them. They're saying, oh, we know we don't trust contractors. So that's why I had to do things different over 31 years. Most of the jobs we do, we don't take any money on when we start the job. I want to show you what we're doing and I want you to feel comfortable with what we're doing, but I'm the one doing the work. When people ask me well, why don't you do roofing? I'm like, well, listen, I got out of roofing in 1996 because I seen it coming this way. And the other thing is I always tell people, like for my jobs, I'm doing the work. So if I'm installing your windows, and Dave and I are doing the work. We're physically, I'm there doing the work with Dave. Everybody else is about salesmen and subs, the S and S. Ask the contractor when you're getting a bid, if you're getting an estimate, ask them, hey, listen, I, you're offering me some great things here. You were well explained to me. Are those your guys or are they subcontractors? Well, most of the time, they're, well, you know, these are our guys because I'm like, well, that's great. Can you show me a workman's comp policy with a name on it? So if anything does happen, maybe we're covered. Goes crickets again. Nobody wants to talk about these things. Their job is to sell you. How are they going to sell you? If you're a new company, Ryan, you're going up against me. How are you going to sell? Think about it. How are you going to get a a sale over my company when we talk about it? It's
1: going to be high pressure. It's going to be something that looks like a good promotional offer that really isn't. We've told that story many times Mm -hmm. before. And that's how they get people.
0: I really make people feel real warm and fuzzy when I say, listen, how about this one? If I come out to your job, you don't ask me the right questions. Everybody else is getting a, a bid and it's giving you twenty thousand dollars for the estimate. And if you don't ask me the right questions and I know you have some issues, I'm gonna be ten thousand. I'll put it in writing, put it in the contract. As soon as I start ripping things apart, I know there's gonna be problems. I can charge you the ten grand, which is a two grand fix, but I can charge you that full ten thousand, so I'm still gonna get my twenty grand. How about that? doesn't make mm-hmm. feel people warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, if you don't want to believe me, call your
1: lawyer. That particular scam would work, I think, very well with older people, too.
0: It does work with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I just have recently, somebody told me about my website. They said, you know, I went on your website. It really wasn't that good. I said, yeah, I haven't updated it in six years. Six years? I'm like, no, I, people don't get a hold of me through my website. They know me because I've been in the you area refer- doing work for referral. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all referral. We don't go word of mouth. So, you know, just watch those social medias or... Uh, again, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody. I just want you to understand if you need homework done to contact us here at the show, Kevin at YourValuableHome.net. I'll help you walk you through that process to make sure you're finding the right contractor. because if you don't ask those right questions, you can be burned and you'll be on a horror story and we just don't want that. Contact here and uh, we can put your job on the show. If you have a horror story, we'd love to hear everybody's problems. And I'd like to hear also not the contractor's version, the homeowner's version. What are they thinking out there? I'd love to get some of the homeowners across America and put them on a show and see what they think.
1: And stick with us because we've got a great college coming up about some of the things you should think about that you don't usually about the water you drink. All right, Ron, right, now it's time for our featured segment. What do we got? Well, today, we're you know, there's a hot seller's market going on out there, right? All sorts of weird stuff is happening. A lot of people are not testing, not looking, just buying a house. Yeah, just buying as is. Buying a house. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got the over-testers. You know, people who test everything. In my girlfriend's house, that was the case. And this is sort of like the, to- the story we're talking about here.
0: Okay? That what led us into doing this college. Uh, that's what led yeah, us into absolutely. doing the
1: college. So particularly where the house is served by well water and the septic system, people are testing like beyond belief. So today we're going to focus on water with Steve Wiley, whose company is Advanced Water Treatment Systems. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on.
3: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Happy to be here.
1: So what type of testing for the quality and drinkability of well water is considered acceptable versus outlandish.
3: It's different if you're the buyer or the seller. I mean, there was a time when mortgage companies required certain types of testing. Most of them don't seem to care a whole lot anymore. So it tends to be more the buyer or the seller now. Let's say you're the buyer. Uh, You want to have a bacteria test done for coliform bacteria. You want to have what's called a basic potability test done, which would include the bacteria, would include pH, hardness, iron, nitrates, arsenic. There's some problematic things today that can show up in well water, just like they can in municipal. I mean, well water is really no different than municipal water. In most cases, it's better, but the testing required is pretty much the same. Unfortunately, today you see all kinds of problems with testing where people don't use a certified lab so the most important thing is you want a certified laboratory doing the testing for you you do not want to use a company that sells water treatment equipment a lot of these companies that sell water treatment equipment are oh yeah we'll do a bacteria test for you too and then of course they always find bacteria bacteria
0: loaded in the water right by the way we can fix that for you
1: yeah they're testing out of your tool
3: they're (laughs)
0: scooping it out of your tool that's why they're doing it that's where the tests come from. That's one of the
3: reasons I started this company. was because I saw so much activity like that happening where it was wrong. And there are no laws or regulations in our industry that anybody can come in and test your water. And anybody can come in and sell your water treatment equipment. Now, there are certification. There is a company that does certification where you have to take exams and so forth and get certified. But it's not required by law. Now, for water testing to be done for restaurants, shopping centers, a well that serves 25 people or more, you have to use a certified lab. Laboratory, certified by the DEP. But for residential homes, you don't have to. So that's the first thing. You want to make sure it's a certified laboratory doing the water testing.
1: An independent tester like yourself doing it and then sending it to the lab.
3: Well, right. Now, we sell water treatment equipment. We correct the problem. So we will have an outside laboratory do our testing for us. And if there's a problem found, then we will get involved in, in what needs to be done to correct the problem. But there's no reason why a home sale should not go through or happen because bacteria is found or anything else for that matter, because it's just like municipal water. You can treat it for anything that's necessary if it's found in the water.
1: Well, here's here was one case, and you know the case I'm talking about, where it it did serve as an impediment to the sale.
3: Yes. because I is. think it
1: was overly done. I think there was too much done, and as you know, they tested the water in the
0: toilets, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> well, was there still well, fecal was- matter in that toilet when they tested it? I'm just throwing that out there for I that high bacteria. So. No, I don't think so.
3: When you have water sitting in the back of a toilet tank for years, it never totally empties. It's never chlorinated. It's never treated. So you're going to have bacteria in there, obviously, because it's a bathroom. So you don't take a water sample from the toilet tank. You take it from the kitchen sink after the water's run for five minutes. Those, I mean, the EPA and the DEP have certain standards you follow. And of course, the laboratory is going to do that, or a, la- a company like us that if we pull the samples and take them to the laboratory. We're going to follow those procedures so it's done correctly. So we had one customer you're talking about who um, they took the sample out of the back of the toilet. And that was just stupid. Unfortunately, those things happen. Well, better
0: the, the back, back, back of the toilet than in the tank of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why is that brown water in there? Is that good? Well, no, don't worry about yeah. it. Just test it. <laughs> you got a fecal matter.
3: <laughs> well, they thought they had iron bacteria because the water had a little... If the laundry sat in the washing machine for more than a day, the laundry would smell a little bit moldy, mildew. Any laundry is going to do that. You, you know, you're you not supposed to let your laundry sit in the washing machine. Well, therefore, oh my gosh, they must have iron bacteria causing that. So let's pull the sample out of the back of the toilet and see. And sure enough, they had iron bacteria in the back of the toilet. Now, there was only a couple. And that's even in the concentrated solution like the back of the toilet. Well, the point is when we tested the water from the well pump, the pressure tank in the basin, And when we tested from the kitchen sink, the numbers were zero. So that gives you the example.
1: What causes bad well water? I mean, if you have a house that's near maybe a farm where a lot of insecticides were used, Mm -hmm. would that be the cause of it?
3: Yes, yes. The EPA says water within a mile of your house is where your water is coming from. So whatever you might have farming in between, or if there's a com- company nearby that had chemical runoff, you know, we've all heard the stories about Willow Grove and Hatboro and Horsham, the, the Willow Grove Naval Base down there was leaking what are called PFOs and PFAs into the water. Those are chemicals used for making Teflon pans and Scotchgard to spray on your couch, firefighting foam they put on fuel fires. So that's why it was at the Naval Base, but the tanks leak into the groundwater and then the municipal wells were pulling the water in so everybody in those communities was drinking water with those chemicals in it for years and then they got weird cancers happening they began to investigate it and lo and behold they found these chemicals in the water nobody knew it because these were chemicals that are not required testing for so you have that situation too where you know in municipal water they only test for about 120 things well there's over 90,000 out there so well water you want to do some testing as well but well water is usually a lot better than municipal water is, and people don't understand that. They get scared when they, oh my gosh, it's a well, I have a well pump, I don't know anything about it, they get scared. No, trust me, I would take well water any day over city water.
0: How municipal about that? Water. Well, you How can control that? the well water be, with the services that you can yeah. provide, correct? That you can get the UV light, yes. the, the chlorinator, the...
3: Yes, and I will tell you that half of our customers are municipal water and half are well water. So we have just as the problems are just a little different in municipal water, but we have just as many problems in municipal and now the government is testing for certain amount of things like I said those 120 things but they've got certain levels that are allowed of those 120 things they're allowed to have a certain amount in there well well water is no different we can remove it all on both another fact I'll tell you from the American Water Works Association one-third of the time in the United States bacteria test on municipal water now that's water that's chlorinated has chlorine in it to kill bacteria one-third of the time one out of three bacteria tests do not pass so that means that one out of three times, in general, that someone thinks they have the intestinal flu, if they're drinking their municipal water, they probably got it from the municipal water. And, and they're paying a water bill, and they're trusting the government's looking out for me. Well, they are to an extent, but they can only do so much.
1: Is it normal intestinal flu, or is it really something that comes from the water that's not intestinal fluid?
3: Well, it's coming from. It's not intestinal flu, but it has the similar symptoms, okay. you know, diarrhea and stuff like that, All and your the stomach good stuff. upset. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> right. they attribute it to the flu. Oh, I got the, the flu, but they got it from their tap water. When you think about how long the water distribution lines are for a water system, to get to everybody's homes, they have to get the chlorine to last in those water lines all the way to the end of the street. The guy at the very end, you have a lot of leaks in the plumbing. You have dirt that gets in there. You have bacteria and stuff. So it usually doesn't make it all the way to the end. And that's where problems can happen. So then you get a thing in the mail or on the news that says, boil your water before you drink it. Everybody's probably seen those things happen. Oh, yeah.
0: huh. I think I'm at the end of the line on my public water. I'm calling Aaron Rockwich. Remember the movie? <laughs> <laughs> now you got me nervous because I am. I, I'm at the end of the line because rated right our about three houses up from where we're at, it's public sewer, and everybody down to the bottom of the hole is all septic. But I do have public water. Yeah, and I know we're at order. the end of the line. Yeah, so we're at the end of the line. Maybe I think I better get you out there and uh,
1: uh something that you probably take a look we'll at work into.
0: Or do you want to pull the test myself, like I did in my last house where they pulled it out of the tank of the toilet? Here. Yeah, there
3: you
1: go. I got two quick questions for you. I know of a situation in Philadelphia, and I saw these places go up. They built these um, condos on top of, it was a really ugly-looking garage and gas station combination. Hopefully, they remediated. Yeah. But is something like that ever really
3: remediated? Well, every gas station, sooner or later, will leak Uh, Now, you've you've noticed over the last 10 years or so, every gas station has had to replace its tanks. They shut down for a month or whatever, and they replaced the gas tanks because they're trying to contain the gas. So when it does leak, because they've got piping and stuff under there, and it's only good for so long. Well, before they did it better, like they're doing now, they did have a lot of leaking problems. Now, they've cleaned up a lot of that problem uh, because they put newer stuff in there, but it's still sooner or later they're going to have to be redone and they're going to leak again. So it's a constant Potential issue, they used to put a chemical in the water to reduce air pollution. Well, that chemical was leaking out of the gasoline and getting into the groundwater, and that's what was contaminating a lot of the water in the United States. So now they've removed that chemical from the gasoline. So that's probably what you're referring to. So that's an issue. Now, when they build, every time they build a new building, whether it's a Wawa or a school or whatever, they have to have a company like us come in and disinfect all the plumbing lines as they're filled with water because you've got bacteria and all that before they even fill them with water. Uh, I'm talking about municipal water now. So there are certain regulations that we have to do to treat the water in those pipes for six hours until the water can be used and the place gets to open up. So you can still have problems where the bacteria can still get in there, like I said earlier, where the chlorine doesn't last long enough.
1: If municipal water is a little bit more edgy than well water, there are old cities like Philadelphia, New York, Boston, in this country and there are newer cities like in atlanta dallas maybe some of the cities on the west coast are you more at risk in terms of drinking water in the older cities because the pipes probably are in some cases 100 years old
3: well that's true and when we, when we everybody's heard about the issue that happened in flint michigan yep, yep. uh with the, with the lead in the water and the only reason that happened is they changed the water source from one river to another And the other river they changed to, the water was cheaper for a number of reasons, but it was more corrosive. So everybody in the city has lead lines that come from the water lines at the street to their house. So when the water is more corrosive, you're going to get more lead in the water, which is what happened there. That's one of the things that happened. So they have to add more chemical to reduce the corrosion of the water lines, but the damage was already done. So now they're going in there and replacing all the water lines from the street to the house and getting the lead out of there. But every city in the United States, every old city, has lead pipes like that, and most of them have not been replaced. So this is nothing new. Trenton, New Jersey has major lead problems. Philadelphia does. This is a problem in every city. In, in every city. It's just it was big in Flint just because it made national news and, and for other reasons. So yes, to answer your question, that's absolutely true. Older houses, older plumbing lines. You'll you'll see a water main break that breaks in the middle, center of city philadelphia because it's old and once that breaks you got bacteria and everything getting in there and then you get the boil water alert before you can allow to drink it or use it
1: and we all know that's happened in philadelphia
3: yeah it happens all the time especially in the winter time when it gets really cold or if it gets really hot, you get that expansion and contraction that's going. There was just one in Philadelphia the other day. I was driving through there, and it was in one of the hot days of the summer, and the water was like a fountain coming out of the ground the, on the sidewalk. So the same, same kind of thing, and that's how you get bacteria in municipal water. So they're doing the best they can, but going back to well water, well water, we don't have very many problems with bacteria in well water if your well is secure and it's done properly you know we do inspections and all that then it's very safe it's very unusual to have a well problem with bacteria unless things are not maintained correctly or you've got water that sits over the well, or rainwater that gets in there because it's not done correctly. So it's an easy thing to fix and to treat and to see if you have it. But the main thing is when you get that water test done, you test for coliform bacteria, and that's where you start. And if you have coliform bacteria, well, why do we have that? Is there a horse farm nearby where there's runoff coming by? Is there on the septic system on the wrong side of the house? Usually that's not an issue anymore, but you can still have a bad septic system, and that can get into the well water. But if it's done correctly, and everybody Everybody's filed the codes and regulations. That's usually not an issue. So there's usually a good answer for it or a simple way to treat it when it's necessary. It should not affect the sale or the buying of a house at all.
0: We had that same problem in our last house, actually a few houses ago. We were by a horse farm. It was right behind us. Now our well was only 68 feet deep. But when I bought the house, it was fine. Then I said, you know what? We were talking about water testing at one point, uh, this back in the 90s. And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll get it tested again. We had the highest fecal matter that was in our test. And it came right from the faucet. He did test from the faucets so him that and <laughs> you're drinking st- this stuff <laughs> i was drinking in it bathing in it <laughs> yes. it was nasty and you know as bad as ocd i have i'm like oh <laughs> we got to do something about this so you're right something can be done because it was perfect after that now we put a lot of money into a system that had a uv light the chlorinator the the carbon filters we we, we did everything recommendation is probably for people really even if you're municipal still have your water checked is that correct
3: yeah, and like I said, half half of our customers are municipal water, so it's not it's not unusual.
0: But um, they can fix it a UV though. We
3: just system we put on it. Yes, they can make it better. They can fix it. Municipal companies are doing a. The best they can. But remember, they're on the, most municipal companies, they're on the stock market. They're trying to make a profit like everybody else. You know, a lot of them are trying to push municipal water through the suburbs. You know, oh, we'll take all, all your problems away, uh, Mr. Township, because some of your people aren't passing the bacteria test. Well, we'll bring municipal water through. And that'll solve all your problems and then they make everybody sign up and pay for it well you got a company that's on the stock market just like anybody else so they they will push things like that through and when their well water may indeed be better and and you got to treat them both anyways yeah that's a touchy subject
0: so now the down the shore i tell you the shore the water down there it's we bathe in it you know we showered it but it has the worst smell and taste the taste is the the, the killer part why does like the the jersey shore points where i'm in ocean city they The water has a a real funky taste to it. It's like I'm drinking the ocean.
3: Well, that's part of the reason why. You're so close to the ocean, the uh, chlorides are very high in the municipal water and chlorides will give water an off taste. And because of the flooding you get at the shore a lot from storms and so forth, that stuff gets into the municipal system. We have a lot of customers down at the shore that have water systems. The water comes out yellow, it comes out brown, it tastes awful like you're talking about. When When we go to change these filters every year, they come out and they're brown and black and they're disgusting. And people don't realize you drink the tap water there whether you're getting a pizza uh, on the boardwalk and you're getting their soda or not if they don't have any water treatment you know you either buy a filter or you be a filter okay so (laughs) i like that (laughs) yeah and our bodies will be pretty good filters, but that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, you want the water filtered before you drink it. So you can get water treatment at the shore to solve that problem and make the water taste better. We have a lot of customers that do that. But most people, they don't know. That's that's the biggest issue. So many people don't understand this. They don't even know it, that they can do something to fix it. Well, the the government's looking out for me because I pay a water bill. Well, they are do it to a certain extent, but then they do that with probably too much stuff. But... You know, if you want to do it any better than that and protect yourself, then you got to do it yourself and spend a little money.
0: My big concern is behind the refrigerator. Is there a way I can just put an adapt unit where the water's coming up that quarter inch line? Put something on there that would filter it? Because my biggest problem is the ice that I have for the cocktails. That's got to be the best. I have to filter that water that goes through. This would make it a lot easier for me. You could save me a lot of aggravation.
1: Would charcoal do it? It charcoal
3: filter? Oh yeah, we do. We do a lot of refrigerators. You can get systems just for the refrigerator. You can treat the whole house and therefore the refrigerator water is treated too. You'll notice that most refrigerators today, when you buy one, they come with a filter in them. Mm-hmm. They're okay filters. Uh, they're like a Brita filter. You can get a cameo- or at, uh, Walmart, a Brita filter. Well, They'll do a basic job. If, if someone doesn't have a lot of money, go out and buy a Brita filter. It's doing something. It's going to make the water taste better. It's going to remove a little bit. But if you want something that's much better than that, it's going to cost a little bit more money. But yeah, It'll treat the ice machine, the whole house, the water you shower in. One of the things you don't think about, a 10-minute shower, I'll give you another statistic here, a 10-minute shower is equivalent to drinking eight glasses of your tap water. Okay, now think about that for a minute. Well, why is that? Well, so is it absorbed through the skin a little bit? But the main issue is whatever's in the water, when it's heated, it, it's in the steam now. So you're in the shower, taking a shower, you're inhaling the steam, and it goes right into the lungs, right into the bloodstream. So that's another issue. And one of the ways you can test this theory is weigh yourself before you get in the shower, Take your 10-minute shower, get out, pat yourself dry, and weigh yourself again. You'll notice you've gained weight. Well, how did you gain weight in the shower? Well, you absorbed and inhaled a lot of water during the shower. So if your water for your whole house, even for your shower, isn't treated, whether it's municipal or well, if there's something bad in there, and that's what happened to these people in Willow Grove and stuff, this bad stuff was in there and nobody knew it. So they're showering it, they're inhaling it, they're drinking it. 10, 20, 30 years down the road, sometimes not even necessarily that long, you can have some Real problems that show up And everybody's like
0: Nobody knew Man my daughter's in the shower For about an hour every so day she, she must weigh like 10 she's pounds not, more When she comes out Absolutely
3: <laughs> yeah. When do I get a hold
0: of that At least you know, They listen to the show Now she can understand Because after about 50 minutes We're running out of hot water Down the shore And she's still in there Just taking her good old time like, How long does it take to shower But yeah she's in there well, For now at least an you are going to
3: take a shorter Shower by telling
0: her that Yeah but look at that baby skin That she's got Because <laughs> I'm looking at my skin I'm like I maybe Maybe I'm going to stay in the shower A little longer Get some rid of some of these Wrinkles that I have
1: <laughs> you know, I just want to make, uh, so for, for people who don't <laughs> understand what Will Grove is, And I think you mentioned um, Hepper and Willow Grove and Warminster. There were two naval air bases there. They're both been shut down and used for different purposes now. And one was used to train the Mercury astronauts. And both of them had problems with you know, chemicals, whatever, leaching into the water supply. Correct, Steve? Yes. When you go into a city and you drink the water, you just make this leap of faith that everything's going to be good. But people with wells are used to testing their water, and we don't do any of that on our own in the city. Aren't you more at risk, if, especially if you're in an old city with old pipes and that kind of thing?
3: You can be at risk. We have systems that we put in high-rise penthouses for drinking water, especially. You can't necessarily get to the municipal the, the water due to do the showers and stuff, but we can at least do the drinking water. You know, putting a system under the kitchen sink or something like that. But you've got to think about that. Every floor, you've got pumps that pump the water up to the next floor, to the next floor, and so on. So you got all kinds of plumbing and pumps and stuff, And uh, especially if they're old, and you're going to get stuff in the water. Uh, a lot of the contaminants build up in the pipes over time, so you get contaminants that come off of the pipes. A lot of studies have been done on all that stuff, too. You Also, you will get bacteria that are not coliform bacteria. They're called heterotrophic bacteria. It's They're not... Uh, harmful to you but they will grow inside the pipes and they'll give the water an off taste so quite often you'll get a bad taste of the water just because of different types of bacteria in the water and it won't taste good and then people are buying bottled water and spending their money on that and bottled water here's another fact for you bottled water has to meet the same standards as municipal water so when you go to the store and you buy a bottle of water, that's not required to be any better than your tap water coming out of your faucet. Now the reason it tastes better is because there's no chlorine in it. They use ozone when they just dis- when they fill the bottle, and then the ozone converts into oxygen, so it has no taste like chlorine does.
1: So where's that bottled water coming from most of the time? But regardless of the br- of the brand,
3: a lot of times it's from a well. State of Georgia, for example, they would call their bottled water spring water. Well, what they did was they had a spring, and they dug a well into the spring because it didn't produce enough water. Well, the state attorney general said, you got to stop doing that. You can't call it spring water. It's not. It's well water now. But a lot of places have well water, and they bottle that. Other places will use municipal tap water that they filter, and then they'll put it in the bottles. So there's nothing special about it. You'll get water from overseas, different countries, even tropical islands. I won't give any names out unless you ask me to. But nope. I'm those, drinking water right now. Water, going,
1: <laughs> He doesn't want to know. Okay. <laughs> heaven doesn't want to know yeah,
3: they're not any better they're, they're not any better than your own water it's all in your head you ever wonder why you get a five gallon jug of water let's pick on the five gallon jugs that you get in your office or something and many people have in their homes why are the bottles always a, a nice beautiful turquoise color or a light blue it's, like, they want, it's you a know, psychological tur- impact exactly mm-hmm. it's all visual That has not. Well, the water looks good. It looks nice and clear to me. Well, you can't see this stuff. This stuff is chemicals. You can't see. You can't see bacteria. It's too little. So it's a lot of. It's a marketing gimmick. You see all these stores and all these bottled waters in stores today. Our bottled water is high alkaline, which is better for you, or ours is a better pH, or we got electric. You know, you look at water for hydration, for hydrating the body. You don't look at water for nutrition. You look at your food for nutrition. That's
1: interesting. That's interesting. So, in other words, you could be in an area where a brand of bottled water is bottled, and it could be coming out of the same municipal system that you're trying to avoid by drinking bottled water, correct?
3: Yes, absolutely, (laughs) 100%.
0: Oh, boy, yes. I gotta make sure the seal was on this before I opened it up. <laughs> we do drink a lot of bottled water for that reason. I think we ought to invest in a little bit more of the filtration for the house. I, I'm sure it will be cheaper in the long run. I wouldn't it? probably would be. Yeah, absolutely. What are
1: you paying for a, a bottle of water? I don't know if
0: I don't know. It, it it can't be that expensive.
3: The average family of four will spend $500 to $1,000 a year on bottled water. And that's just water they use for drinking. You're not using it for cooking. You're not using it for washing your fruits and vegetables. You're not using it for your coffee in most cases. If you have your own system in your home, you got an endless supply that you use for everything. Boiling your pasta and all that. So think about that. You know, bottled water is convenient to carry around with you uh, or if you need something quickly. But it doesn't work very well to do all the other things you'd want to use the water for. Or your ice cubes in your freezer.
0: Yeah, well, I got to say down the shore, I like using the tap water. It adds a better flavor to the coffee. Oh, boy, I just said it. So my wife's not going to listen to it now. She's going to be complaining about it because I always sneak it in. She's like, no, a, use the bottled water. That great surf taste, right? It does. Yeah. It has a little better flavor. She knows. That. I think she's picking up on it because I, I just like the taste a little better. It's mixed it makes with you the feel,
1: coffee. It makes you feel like you're at the beach when you're not even there.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
0: funny. but I get yelled at every once in a while. She sees me sneaking it in when I'm making the coffee early in the morning. But I, I guess uh, I can't do that anymore. But I, I, I do want to invest in it. So. Now think of it. I'm a homeowner. I want to buy something that's going to be great for the house. What are we looking at if I have a municipal water, a system that's a thousand dollars? Would that be be reasonable that I could get something decent?
3: Well, we have systems, we have reverse osmosis drinking water filters that can go into the sink and you have a separate grease neck faucet on your counter. It matches your current faucet color. You have it come out a separate faucet because it doesn't produce water as fast because you're not using it to wash your hands and your dishes and stuff. So they'll start at about $600 installed and then they we've got systems for the whole house. You can do reverse osmosis. We do reverse osmosis for the entire home, municipal and well water. And you're talking, they're going to be upwards of about 10 thousand dollars but you've got water at every faucet that's reverse osmosis. that's where everything is removed you're anywhere in that range but you'd start at about 600 bucks uh to do something decent good quality and then you go up from there it'll pay so, for itself
1: uh, yeah talking about drinking water just put it on the one faucet and you're you're in business so said 500 to a thousand dollars a year the bigger the family the more water you're going to be uh drinking bottled water so and it's no better no better everybody coffee. thinks it is but it really isn't. If you got a well, you probably have to maintain your well pump and the motor from time to time because that could be a problem too, couldn't it?
3: It can be. You want to look at water pressure in the house. If you've got normal water pressure, then your well system is fine. If the pressure's ever running a little bit low, you might have to have it looked at then. Uh, but well pumps, they usually are, they usually work or they don't. Uh, they're on or off and you'll know right away because you won't have water pressure uh, or the pressure will be low so that's how you know but pump, well pumps will last 10 to 30 years so if your well pump is 10 years old and someone's buying your house and they say well i want a new one because this one's 10 years old well that's yeah they can't do that to you the water pressure is fine the pumps working fine you might get another 20 years out of it so
1: it's another so don't let someone, it's another yeah. gotcha to look out for if somebody's buying your house yes okay
3: Yes, we've had people call us for th- that question. So,
1: well, Steve, this has been absolutely wonderful. Taught me a lot of things. kevin's shaking his head too. Taught him a lot of things. He's probably going to get a water filtration.
3: I'm
0: never showering again. <laughs> I'm you
1: get never going to shower again.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, thanks for coming <laughs> and doing this. I, I, it opens my eyes to things I need to do. Yeah, but
1: absolutely,
0: absolutely. I still love my bacteria filled water from coffee. That I do like that. I don't know why, but I, I do. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to definitely look into some of these yeah, water filtration. So I'll talk to you after we get off the phone here. But we do appreciate you coming on your Valuable Home podcast and doing this. Wonderful, Steve. You
1: what's your it. What's your website in case anybody want to get in t- touch with you?
3: AWTS LLC. Our office is 267-218-6662. Feel free to give us a call. We'll be happy. No obligation Happy you talk to any questions they have. And your
1: market area is what? Southeastern Pennsylvania?
3: We cover... Uh, Hundred and fifty miles around Philadelphia. So we cover a pretty
1: go. big area. Okay. All right, nice. Thank work. you very, very much, sir. Okay. Been educational. Great Thank job, you.
0: Steve. Thanks again.
1: That's this week's podcast. Your valuable home comes to you every week on the new Pod City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, and all other popular podcast
0: directories.